When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracked called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, he's an editor at Cracked and the host of the New Guy Weekly web series on our YouTube page, or at least he used to be. It's hard to keep up with everything this guy's doing. We just did a show in San Diego and he was fantastic. We're going to do another one in Kansas City in April. Please come see that. Ladies and gentlemen, Schmitty the Clam. Also joining me, goddammit, he's also an editor at Cracked. He sits next to me at work and he is here today to argue about movies. From what I hear, that is an infuriating thing to do with this man. Should be interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, David Bell. It's going to be a great show. Schmitty the Clam. I just eat a whole meal. Just, <laughs> well, my that would be great, yeah, if he came in here eating ribs or something. <laughs> um. Oh, we are recording. I know that because uh. the clock's running. Oh. So we picked up all my eating sounds. Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay. Yes, we did. That's... Don't do an intro. Open with that. Yeah, you're right. No, throw out the intro. Don't use it. Yeah. I'll just put your eating sounds over the music. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be fun. Do you ever start like mid-conversation, like Mark Marin? Like, you know, he starts everything. Um, like, that's a creative choice it. I make sometimes. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. One, one time <laughs> but we usually had to... what happens is Adam just goes, oh, I see the clock started. Yeah. Are we recording? <laughs> yeah, and it's a thing I, I do. just start there. It's a little thing I like to do. Brett likes it. I started mid combo last week with Annie Letterman and Chet. We had one of my favorite openings ever. We have an episode with Mo Mandel, and it just opens with him going, "No, man, you got to delete all of that." <laughs> <laughs> and like, I won't say what he was talking about, but for like four minutes before that, he was just saying the craziest shit. Yeah, yeah if I hit record early and there's some, there's like a good, funny, out of context place to start, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. 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 Breaking down the fourth. I don't like when right podcasts now. are not are not good with that. Or like when Mark. <laughs> yeah, Marin I don't like the podcasts president. aren't good either. I thought you were getting. Yeah, you know, when Marin interviewed the president, there was like three minutes of like people shuffling through doors. I'm like, oh, let me move that for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just that, like, oh, come on, man. Got the yeah. president. I understand you got to do that. People got to walk through doors and sit down and get situated, but just cut that shit out. Get it together, Mark, man. Right. He could have just been like, yeah, we had a lot of setup for this, rather than like, let's show people all the setup, which yeah. is just going to be the sound of people setting up. Yeah. Chairs moving. But weren't you ever shuffling. curious what Obama sounds like moving books? Like, <laughs> kind of. That's, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Question answer. So who's here today? Alex is here. Hey. Hey. Yay. We had such a fun time in San Diego. Now yeah. We're here. Yeah. We just did a show in San Diego. It was good times. No one else in the room was there. It's fine. Don't worry, guys. I went. I went. One of yeah, the Dave came before. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's fine. Brett's never Dude, been. I, I went to San Diego once, but when Cracked paid me to go. 
Yeah, okay. of course. Exactly. Exactly. David Bell is here. Hi. I said in the intro, we're going to talk about movies today. That's what David Bell does. That's my whole thing. That's my jam. You uh, went and saw The Witch this weekend? You, I did. You thought it was pretty good? I liked it a Hit lot. Hit it, Brett. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. That's why we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about getting tense. I play this myself on the guitar, you know. Yeah, every time. I, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do it beforehand. In the uh, parking lot before anyone gets hit. <laughs> Set up some stacks. It's really consistent every time. <laughs> There is, also, in real life, there's that guy, sometimes I've been here when they're uh, on a weekend, and there's a guy in Lionsgate's parking lot, we're next to like a Lionsgate office, and there's a guy in that parking lot playing a drum set. Yeah. yeah. Really aggressively. Yeah, well, why? I think, I, he, I, apparently you can only practice the drum set aggressively, like, in public spaces when no one's there or something. Yeah, that Maybe, is a weird, that does happen. Yeah. The acoustics are probably just perfect there for some reason. But if you have a small yeah. little apartment in Culver City... You need some place to let the lead out, you know, go to a parking lot in Santa Monica. <laughs> That's true. So my column this week is about underrated movies. And the reason I uh, goaded, <laughs> goaded David Bell and talking about the witch, get it goaded? Because <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, we've seen oh, the movie. Okay. <laughs> it's about okay, a stupid fucking goat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I asked him about the witch because this podcast is about underrated movies. And I feel like in time, David Bell is going to have to argue that The Witch is underrated because everyone hates it but him and Pat Oswalt. Can we start? Uh, I've only heard good things about this movie. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's, it's garbage. Can we start with the goat? Can we just start with the goat? The witch is yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. the witch was how, a goat the whole time. It's kind of spoilers. Um, yeah, it's big spoilers. Well, how well how goat centric is it? Like, is it because the I movie saw, should have been called? It's the, pretty the goat. Goat. It's Black pretty goat, the Talking Harry. Goat. Because, like, when I saw Brave, that Pixar movie, I was like, oh, this should have been called, like, Scottish Bears or something. Like, it would have made, like, more, like, it was very bear-centric, and no one told me. You were going to comment on the well, goat the devil centricity shows up in the form of a talking goat near the end. As he does. Yeah. And, like, what was his voice like? It was as... It was just like, like, like a plain... Yeah, yeah, it was almost like a, so what do you want? It wasn't a devilish voice. It was just like a... He was a chill devil. I was really hoping that he would just ask for oats. Yeah. That would just be it. That he's still just a goat. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, still have goat desires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I like this movie was because, and I guess it's got like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics love it. Um, talk to you. You said you liked it follows. So like that, because I've been really into that art house horror genre that's all of a sudden popped yeah. up. And I think... It will be very easy for films to imitate that style and not be good. And maybe The Witch is one of those. Personally, though, I just love New England. I love the woods. I love well, that from setting. There, right? Yeah, and that, that setting is really creepy for me. And I like. I don't like jump scares as much as I like overall feelings of dread, which is what this movie gave me. Yeah, it definitely good. had that. I don't like jump scares either. Yeah, they're cheap Jeez. to me. Yeah. I don't like jump scares. But, I mean, there was a feeling of dread because you know... Like, it's called The Witch. You know something bad is going to happen. So there is that sense of dread. I just thought it was really uneventful. Like, I don't need jump scares and I don't need gore, but it was just a lot of talking in accents that 
really could have used a subtitle or two. <laughs> like they were, it was very hard to understand. Uh, we're from the Boston in the 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo Sandoval showed up fat to camp. <laughs> you got the like gist, that? though. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got the gist of the movie. And it, I mean, it, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It was just such a let. I should have went to see Deadpool. Have you not seen Deadpool? No. Deadpool is very, very good. Yeah, it's a good time. I yeah. want to see it, too. Well, and I, I fear all horror movies, so I, I think I like get to skip all these ones that are super scary or like turn out poorly, or you know, I'm just missing a whole ra- genre of like. Oh, you don't watch horror poorly movies? put together. Very rare. I like zombie movies a lot because the people in it have like agency over their lives, and they go, like, "Yeah, we'll get water and guns, and like we'll try to make this work." Mm-hmm. But like, if the devil's after you, it's just just spooky. Like that's it. There's no. Uh, but you know, what are you gonna the do? The devil lives. Someone in a doesn't have any and... faith. <laughs> But that's why I like about these new art house films because horror movies for the longest time have been so fucking boring because it's just all jump scares yeah, and yeah, slasher. And there's, some, that's, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. But when you're dealing with a genre that's all about fear, like you can go so many places with it. And right. so The you, Witch and kind of It Follows and stuff remind me of like the older films like The Omen and The Exorcist where you yeah, actually yeah, had yeah. someone who knows what they're doing making a film. Yeah, it, I thought It Did Follows you guys see was Under the Skin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, movie's yeah. horrifying. Nothing happens in it. Yeah. I was, ter- yeah. was terrified. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah, I think I actually put that on a list of underrated horror movies. I did a column yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, that's an it's excellent great. movie. Yeah, I, I don't just like need everything to be a, a fucking Rob Zombie movie or something. But <laughs> although like, I did like Lords of Salem, did you? see I that? loved Lords of yeah, Salem, and really I thought good. the first Halloween remake was good. Yeah, the second one was insane. Yeah, but the first one was great. I liked I liked House of a Thousand Corpses too. Yeah, I like Devil's Rejects better because I never thought I'd sympathize with the yeah. bad guys. Yeah, yeah, that was almost end. like not a horror movie. It was it was a horror movie, but it was I don't know. Yeah, and I never thought I would feel something for the song Freebird. Like they yeah. managed to make Freebird a really effective song. Did you see, you haven't seen that? No, but I request Freebird all the time. Okay, so I would really like to. Okay, yeah. isn't Freebird in uh, Kingsman too? It feels like it would be. Have you not seen it's Kingsman? No, I have. I have. I don't remember it being in there. But I, it, my, that, that movie's right. so fucking crazy in the last hour that yeah, I, yeah, I feel like there's a big shootout it. scene with Freebird. Yeah, when yeah. oh yeah, the when he, scene, yeah right? when yeah. Colin Firth kills everybody, oh, kills yeah. all those Trump supporters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, me and David Bell slightly disagree on the witch. Alex hasn't seen it. Let's talk about a movie we all saw: National Lampoon's Vacation. Woo! Yeah, I haven't seen it. Well, of course not. You know what? Everyone's going to have their go. fucking fun on the comments. Here we go. <laughs> but Adam sent out an email saying, oh, we should watch all these movies before we record. And I'd seen a bunch of them. There we go. Two. Two. <laughs> and I watched a third. Wait. And then you watched a third. Wait. Two is a third. bunch? Hold on. There were only six, six movies back. on the list. The third is pretty good. <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation, the remake. This one, I think we all agree. It's pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's a really good comedy. Yeah. For I mean, yeah, it's it's that. It's not like the best movie ever made. It's still a stupid plot. It's a dumb story. The ending's not great. Yeah. But the writing and the jokes are so strong. Yeah. And it's I, so funny. My only yeah. criticism is I think the moment Chevy Chase so, shows up, it just sucks all the energy yeah, out of the movie. Yeah, he's the worst part of the movie. Yeah. yeah they could have just cut that whole part out. And then it would have been perfect. Because, yeah, yeah, the jokes were really goddamn strong in this. Yeah, in the uh, car, the tartan prancer. The car is amazing. Like, 
<laughs> the swastika button. Oh yeah. my god! It's operate the key fob that operates that car is one of the funniest parts of that movie. Because when he first holds it up, it's got like forty five buttons, and Christina Applegate is like, "Is one of those a swastika?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, we won't use that button." Well, it's also and it's the kind of bit where the, so they introduce if you haven't seen it, they introduce that. They're going to take this trip in a rental car, but it's Memorial Day weekend. It's the last my plan. So it's this horrible, weird car, which just the design of it is hilarious. Yeah, but it looks they run, the same they run through a, each direction. Yeah, and they run through a bunch of weird things the car has in the driveway. And I was like, oh, so this is going to be like a very standard comedy. And they're going to like decide not to use this car and then go to the regular car and do something. No, they stay in the terrible car the entire movie. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a constant weird problem <laughs> that has three gas tanks and... <laughs> <laughs> like all yeah. kinds of horrible aspects the to rotating it. chair yes yeah. that part was great yeah there's so many little little parts that are so fantastic like when they're uh pulling up to the hot springs which is my least favorite part the, mm-hmm. the hot springs which is still pretty funny and the yokel comes up to give them directions and he's got a rat on his shoulder yeah and after he gives the directions ed helms is like uh your pet rat's really cute the guy's like what? <laughs> he like freaks out because he didn't know he had this fucking rat on his shoulder. I thought that was such a good bit because I thought they were just making the joke like, look, this guy's weird. He has a rat on his shoulder yeah. and that would be enough. And then that just completely Yeah, he goes, I don't know wonderful. him. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Everyone should go see Go it's See. It's just called a vacation. Yeah. It did okay. Yeah. It, I think it made its money back, but it was considered a Yeah, yeah, it did. I saw the trailer. It looked really funny and then it bombed and yeah. Yeah. all the reviews were really bad yeah the reviews were i love i love reading reviews well i and i didn't see it until we were going to do this and going into just seeing it in the world i was like oh we, this is the least necessary movie in the world like the original vacation yeah. is good and also like why would you even remake it it like it like doesn't make sense for now and what would you do but they had like a lot of fun with it and made a point of having strong jokes most of the time at least and yeah. that premise was good at following rusty and then getting ed helms to play rusty is yeah, like yeah perfect yeah ed helms was great christina applegate mm-hmm. it's Deb- all debbie do everything <laughs> <laughs> it's also great. like i feel like a lot of comedies you see it's like hard to get that i want to say like cruelty balance right there'll be a lot of stuff where it's just over the top mean and you're like, oh why are we yeah. doing this and there'll be a lot of stuff where it's kind of lame but like this was like just you know, it's going along normally, and then suddenly the older brother learns he can just push over the little brother. Yeah. And like, oh, that's fun. Push, yeah, because he push. spends the first half of the movie getting bullied by his little brother. Yeah. Which those two kids are one of the most entertaining parts of that movie. Yeah, they're like, really yeah, their relationship yeah. is so fantastic through that, whole, and that little kid is amazing. Yeah. He he was so god damn it that was a good movie. <laughs> if they make a sequel, they'll have to recast them in the traditional family vacation. Yeah, oh, I did right. like that part where they flash family photos from each vacation movie, and all the kids are the same actor. It's like, no, yeah, don't don't try it. <laughs> yeah. You get different kids in those pictures, pal. Oh, they did. They Lucas that, didn't they? they yeah, they tried to yeah, fix yeah, yeah. the like revisionist history there. Oh, Hayden Christensen's always been the Force Ghost <laughs> at the end of this film. I don't know why that would be different. Yeah, they did try that. I don't know if I've ever seen uh, Europe in vacation i don't i remember being pretty good i mean eric idol's in it which is always a plus who eric idol oh of course he plays like a tourist who just keep they keep accidentally injuring him throughout (laughs) the vacation (laughs) that's pretty much all i remember from it christmas vacation obviously yeah yeah it's one of the best christmas movies ever made 
Vegas Vacation. I didn't mind that one. What was that it's one right. actually called? It was called Vegas Vacation. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. Damn. That's Late 90s. Even, I don't think that's even on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's canon or not. <laughs> Underground. <laughs> Abe Vigoda's in that one. It was on a, a, a National Lampoon's mixtape they put out yeah. in the early 90s. DJ Clue exclusive. Yeah. It's also, a few of those are also part of the era when, well, because not only did, I feel like Chevy Chase went from hilarious to can't even watch him quickly. And also Randy Quaid did. Like, Randy oh, Quaid yeah. is amazing in, in a, yeah. a couple of those movies. And then after that, I don't know, and he just, like, like just something happened. Like, one day he woke up and it was like, it's gone. Well, yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot happened there. Yeah, yeah, a lot happened to Randy Quaid. I would have yeah. loved to see him in this just because of what that would have been. Yeah, yeah. If he oh, could have yeah. gotten, I feel like Randy Quaid just turned into his character from Independence Day after that movie. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like did. He was building up to that, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna stay this guy." It's yeah. <laughs> a cool thing to be. Yeah, it sets him apart. Save the world. All right, so National Lampoon's Vacation, highly recommended. Vacation, y'all. National Lampoon's Vacation came out decades ago, which is, I th- yeah. think, why this didn't do so good. Is like. Who the hell's going to watch it now? Like, we are, because we remember the originals. Yeah, that, the, but, the name doesn't mean much. Yeah, even if you yeah. like the originals, that might be incentive not to see this one, because you don't, you know, you're afraid it's going to ruin the originals in some way. Yeah. And then younger people aren't going to give a shit about it, so it was kind of, it had a lot going against it right away. Yeah, and what happened was, to National Lampoon? Did that just, like, vanish? Did that, did did Harvard sink into the ground they or got, something? Like what? I was looking at a list of their films. I'm going to put it in the column. But they had a period where they got like really dirty, like almost porn-like. And yeah, it seems ben like Wilder. they were sold a couple times. But like, yeah. even post-Van Wilder, I went to high school with Van Tech, Wilder? Tech Holmes, who stars, <laughs> who's the, the uh, black dude with the blonde hair in Van Wilder. Oh, I thought that was Cisco. Yeah. It was. Did I not say Cisco? <laughs> yeah, I went to high school with Cisco. <laughs> I co-wrote the thong song. They, it seemed like they turned into a straight-to-DVD kind of company at some point. Yeah, yeah. it seemed with all the, the Van Wilder sequels, it was kind of the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah, they really obsessed with Van Wilder, and, and then they just spiraled out of control, is what it seems like. Still Van Wilden. Yeah. Which was... <laughs> <laughs> Which was like, which was like, probably an attempt to like, oh, we made Animal House, that was a good movie. Why don't we do more college stuff? And then they were just like, you know, this real secret was probably boobs. Boobs were yeah. probably, yeah. it wasn't Belushi or anything. It was <laughs> breasts. That was what did it. It's always breasts. What about Goon? Did everyone see Goon? I watched I Goon yesterday. Goon. Fantastic movie. Have you seen Goon, David? Allen? I did not watch Goon. Da- yet. David. Goon Allen? is. is what are we, why David Allen Greer. Greer? Is yeah. that what I was going to call you? You can call me that. That's fine. He's a good comic. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's a really good comic. Is there Goon... are worse names you could be accidentally called. That's true. Um, Goon, fantastic. <laughs> My favorite running time for movies, which is 91 minutes. Yeah, it was very nice. compact. It's compact. It just gets into the story. You, you don't need training montages and, oh, I want to accomplish this. Just it, get into it. Characterization is great. Sean William Scott is actually is like really... Sean William Scott is amazing a really in that heartfelt, movie. heartfelt, yeah. nuanced performance... As a guy who's kind of a, he's like a bouncer at a bar and that's what he does. He just kind of beats people up, but he's not that smart and he's really sweet. He doesn't like beating people up, but that's kind of the only thing that he's good at. And a a minor league hockey coach discovers him and makes him a goon on a hockey team. Yeah, a goon is someone who just is on the team to fight. Is it similar to like Slapshot? 
which because I love Slapshot. Yeah, Slapshot's great. This is the minor league hockey movie America deserves. Yeah, it mostly <laughs> takes place. It's in like Canada. Cinderella Man, but also oh. a hockey movie and also a comedy. It's so good. It's really good. Liev Schreiber is in it. Yeah, Liev Schreiber. Like, uh, old Canadian. Goon. Yeah, he plays an older, <laughs> older goon. Like the guy who was in the NHL All-Star Game yeah. who was like voted in and who is essentially a goon. Yeah. Who is, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's oh. just really sweet. It has it knows music. There's like so much use of opera. Yeah, all. Jay Baruchel wrote it. Oh, who, really? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wrote this as the end, right? I think well, he, and he's an actor. Really, I think yeah. this in the the end was improv it's in front of a blue screen and Well, you motherfuckers. He wrote something. And he's got yeah. a show on FX he's, right yeah, now. Yeah, he I writes believe. things. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, man seeking women mm-hmm. something yeah. like that he's got a show on fx that a lot of people like and uh yeah this is a really well-written movie it's really funny and sean william scott is so sweet in it like the it, whole reason they discover he can fight is this hockey player is shouting homophobic slurs and sean william scott's like my brother's gay and just goes <laughs> down and knocks the guy out and like a big part of the movie is him like defending his gay brother it's all very sweet. This sounds this sounds like Canadian Roadhouse to me. Like it's like a yeah. wonderful, sweet, yeah, story it's of like, a very philosophical bouncer. Yeah, which it, is uh, and then and then and then all as all Canadian things are, it's like eighty percent hockey. Yeah, see that's that's definitely the reason I never saw. <laughs> but it. the hockey's good. There is so much fighting in this movie and blood too. You know, if yeah. you like watching people just get beat up and spit blood and stuff, it's like also good. You know, that just creates a laughing mechanism in you which it does for me yeah it's great yeah it's it's a really strong movie and it's on netflix it's on netflix for free or 7.99 if you only watch one movie that month (laughs) (laughs) way to break down the numbers it's a side of side of information we normally don't get on this podcast yeah (laughs) the economic ramifications of Watch subscription services. <laughs> yeah, so I took notes while I was watching Goon. Nothing important though. Now that I'm reading them, Allison Pill <clears throat> is in it from the oh. newsroom. She's she's actually really good in it. She's kind of annoying in the newsroom, but uh, well, mostly because <laughs> kind of. Well, mostly because the, the character newsroom. is written. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's really annoying, and there's a bunch of stupid will they, won't they with everybody on that show. But she's really <laughs> tell them, Brett. Oh yeah, season three with. <laughs> Fucking yeah, Meryl Streep's daughter. Who cares? Yeah, the newsroom got out of control quick. Yeah, I haven't watched that. I, I watched one I episode watch of it, and I was like, like Aaron Sorkin is doing such a tightrope act every time he does something because, like, if his characters are at all not likable, his stuff is the worst. Like that, you just have to love them so much for it to be enjoyable, and then it's great. Yeah. But like, if he misses that at all, like it just falls apart. And then it's a TV show, so there's going to be like 50 episodes of <laughs> horrible people. It takes place like a couple years earlier, right? It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Which but is it's about real events. That's already really pretentious because it's like <laughs> I'm going to make really smart commentary on the news that happened like three years ago. <laughs> that's not that hard. Yeah, like, exactly. You've had, you've had a lot of other information to take in and form your opinion on. It's right. not like Law and Order that's just whipping them out. Yeah. yeah. Every time someone gets beat to death at a baseball game, they got a fucking episode about it. Yeah. So Sam Waterston is in this in the newsroom. He's great. He's one of the two likable characters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He him is, and yeah. Olivia Munn are the two likable Every time characters. I see him, I'm like, he didn't die. Like, I always I sat feel next to like him. he just died every time I see him. I sat next to him at a play yeah. in New York. Oh. What yeah. do you smell like? Why aren't you on the newsroom? I don't know. <laughs> Not likable enough. <laughs> Tell David what he smelled like. Yeah. 
Did you get a whiff? Birch. No. Uh, <laughs> my guess was Justice. Oh, <laughs> oh, Birch. It's a good smell. What movie should we talk about next? What did we all gather to watch? We what could talk about Lockout. I would love to Lockout. Talk about oh, I wanted to watch that one. Oh, you missed out. We went and watched this. Uh, I had been at the office all day, and we came over and watched Lockout. Yeah, take it away, Alex. I so I saw this movie on a plane because I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm on a plane. What should I watch? And I was presented with the president's daughter is trapped on a super maximum security space prison. Yes. And one man who is basically Kurt Russell is going to save her. <laughs> it's written by, or it's written in part by Luke Besson, who does Taken and, Taken and all the other. Lucy, Fifth Element? Yeah, yeah. Just So he's making, and I feel like he's in a spot where, like how, like how Louis C.K. was like, yeah, when I started doing hourly specials, like I was just forced to, or I mean at yearly specials, I was just forced to write so much that I eventually found the good stuff. Like I feel like Luke Besson wrote 20 action movies, and in doing so, <laughs> forced himself to find the best premise in the world yeah. and make it. I remember when this came out, I was like, ooh, I want to see the fuck out of this movie. But yeah. And then I no one it. saw it, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, it's like trying to be every movie at once in yeah. a way that is silly but works. It's got a lot of very bad bit character acting that is silly but works. Like anytime there's a guy with one line to hand somebody a piece of paper, they're the stiffest actor in the world, but it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and Guy Pierce is amazing. He's basically doing if there was a third Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. movie, he's like doing Snake Plissken, but he's in a space prison with the president's daughter. I can't say that enough. The police who govern the space prison are called the LOPD, <laughs> right? The Low Orbit Police Department. <laughs> oh man! And also, and also, when he when they finally leave space and return to Earth, exactly the same kind of police immediately arrest them, like as if just like. If you're a cop in this slightly future world, you could get transferred from, like, Boston to Brooklyn to low orbit back to Brooklyn. <laughs> like, it's just all the same. Yeah, it's, it's great. Global police. Yeah. It Peter's... really does have something for everybody, this movie. Yeah. yeah. Peter Stormare's in it. Yeah. Exactly. For example. Let me guess. A drunk or grumbly European or Russian person. Not drunk. So he's... Well, he... They also do... A hilarious weird thing with Pierce Stormare where he is the senior security advisor to the president of the United States. And he's also like probably supposed to be American. His character's name is Scott. But like, <laughs> but he has a Peter Stormare accent and is yeah. clearly like, it's like, it's like action Henry Kissinger. It's like a weird, yeah. like, why does this person work for the president of the United States so closely? And why I, are they so creepy? It says it's 2079 it takes place. I'm extremely interested to know what happened to the world. Yeah, that now. never gets explained. Yeah, and us- Bernie Sanders becomes president, <laughs> outlaws private prisons, <laughs> and then some rich person's like, "Yeah, I can't build a private prison in America. I'm going to build it in space." <laughs> yeah, Bernie Sanders, 2016. <laughs> can we talk about the punishment? Because it's not just space; it's they get cryogenically frozen, like a demolition yeah. man, and yeah. then oh. you just wake up in the future, and yeah. you're the same age. And so it's the, like, oh, yeah. cool. The punishment nice. is space travel and time travel. <laughs> Right. right. Who for do I have friends. to kill? Yeah. yeah. Anyone? I, oh, okay. I could go for a 30-year nap right now. That would be fantastic. Let's just reset a couple decades. Yeah. See if things start working out better then. Maybe LA will be an easier place to live 30 years from now. It's also it's one of those action movies that promises you it's going to be awesome up top because like it right away they have a lot of it, they have an expository kind of scene where it's like isn't the freezing of the prisoners on this leading to psychosis 
aggression, other behaviors that will get yeah. awesome later in yeah, the movie. And it's like, yes, it's going to be great. And then, like, the two main prisoners are both psychotic Scottish guys. So, like, you know, they're going to be nuts. It's just, it's, it's yeah. giving you everything right away. And then, like, later it has Star Wars scenes and other things and brain removals. And like, it's just, I love that scene everything. in the movie where it's like, all right. You know, meanwhile, on the other side of town, the nuclear reactor with chainsaws is opening up. Unrelated, <laughs> unrelated to this right. story. Oh, yeah. I know where we're going to be later. Yeah. And that conversation, that was Maggie Grace having that conversation, like, just as the trip took off. She had, she probably had months to voice these concerns. And just right before they take off. Yeah. Like, she's asking for extra water for the flight. She's like... <laughs> By the way, isn't this making everyone crazy? <laughs> yeah, right. they're probably going to riot and they're going to get stuck there and we're going to have to send old guy Pierce to come get you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that is pretty indicative of how the movie opened. Yeah, it's completely unafraid of being the biggest, silliest action movie possible with like all the just over-the-top setup you can have. And it's great. They even they put Guy Pierce in a T-shirt that says like "Warning, offensive" or something, yeah. like that, yeah. which is like dumb but great. That's all I want. They managed to have a futuristic motorcycle chase in the same movie as a basically a Death Star scene, a, yeah. like a spaceship yeah. Death Star explosion scene. Yeah, and uh, every time they talk about Maggie Grace's father, I'm like, was oh, it Liam Neeson? <laughs> is it Liam Neeson? Is he going to show up? Because it, it feels like it's just kind of like taken in the sky. It's a boring yeah. actor named Peter Hudson. It, oh, Peter yeah, Hudson. Yeah, he actually, they should have found a better president, actually, I would say. Yeah, because uh, that, that wasn't believable. I wouldn't vote for Peter Hudson. should have been Liam Neeson from Taken yeah. as president. Like, yeah. this is the world Yeah, there's no reason happened. this couldn't have been a Taken sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can headcanon this where it's like Taken 2000. You know, like it's like a, just <laughs> deep, deep into the future. <laughs> great and... name for Taken 2. <laughs> Taken 2000. They tell us at the beginning, oh, by the way, all that other stuff, 70s. Right, uh, right. In the 70s. <laughs> it was a future version of the 70s, so it looked like right now. But yeah. you get it. Did anybody see Taken 3, by the way? It's of a little course. off subject. Okay. I used to that open all of my amazing. comedy sets with a bit about Taken 3. And really? just how inconceivable it was that that movie was even happening. <laughs> You're not doing that still? No, the movie that came happened. out. Now I can't do it. I saw some tweet yesterday. Some film reviewer put a, up a, a YouTube clip of Liam Neeson hopping a fence in Taken 3. Yeah. And he uses like, like nine cuts and takes six seconds for him to jump over. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like every time it cuts, he's like in the past, like a split second. It's it's trying to make a very old man jumping a fence really radical, and it, it's really weird. That, were you going to say something about Taken Three? I'm writing about it in my next article because of the ending is so ridiculous. Because all right, you've seen the Fugitive. Yeah, it is. The, that movie is the Fugitive. Yeah, basically. it is the Fugitive, except for one difference. Because in the end of the Fugitive, they arrest Harrison Ford's character because he still broke some laws yeah and taken three he pistol whips two cops right away he steals a a cop car by throwing the cop out of the car on the highway drives the opposite way crashes a semi truck which hits so many cars he throws another cop out that car drives the police vehicle into a elevator shaft he waterboards a guy he shoots up a building (laughs) he runs a 
plane off Santa Monica Airport. And then at the end, they literally just cut to him shaking the police guy's hand <laughs> in, the, in the office. And they're like, well, you're innocent. And then they just let him go. <laughs> like, he actually makes a joke. He's like, you hacked into our files. You know I could arrest you for that. And it's like, there are cops in critical condition right now. Right. Yeah, he saves this man. a lot of his justice for, like, innocent employees in yeah. the movie. Like, security guards get beat up He's in that movie. maniac. <laughs> That, yeah. So they're making Taken 4, right? Like they're oh, doing God, I hope Taken so. 4000? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Snowpiercer spinoff. <laughs> You'd love it. I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, that'd be yeah. Great. yeah. Snowpiercer, definitely one of the most rated movies of all time. Yeah, I don't know if that's rated. over or under. Yeah. It's just rated. I enjoyed it. I thought yeah, it was it's great. Appreciated, yeah. I appreciated it. Brett didn't like it. Unique. It was fine. Should have been a baby steak at the end. Mm. better. We fixed it. I would have fixed it. Yeah. All right. What movie should we talk about next? You guys didn't like The Lone Ranger, huh? Well, no. there are a few movies on this list I refused to pa- watch, parts including of it. The Lone Ranger. I've given parts this of a it sh- worked. Yeah, I've given this movie a shot twice. It's definitely too long. It's two and a half hours long, which is absurd. We don't need the Princess, uh, not Princess Diary, um, never-ending story-esque bookend contemporary yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think I feel like a lot of people were turned off by off of it just by like the first couple minutes where it's like the future and ancient Tonto is a museum display who talks and is also eating peanuts without taking the shells off, which is yeah, don't do that. bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, that part that that was all weird. Yeah, you don't need any of that. The beginning train they, thing was good. Oh, if sorry. they did like a ninety-minute cut of Lone Ranger, it might be pretty good. Yeah, everything on the tra- everything that happened on a train in that movie is amazing. You yeah, love trains. Yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine movie. <laughs> Snowpiercer. <laughs> Lone Ranger. That's it. Those are the only train movies. Yeah, we got through Under maybe. Siege too. Yeah, actually, the best Beatles movie is A Hard Day's Night, and a lot of that's on a train. Yeah, yeah. 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 Darjeeling <laughs> Limited. One of the Die Hard movies, a lot of that happens on a train. Yeah. One with Samuel L. Well, Jackson, and, right? And the yeah, lo- not enough train, though. They should do Die Hard on a train. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, end of speed. Well, and the Lone Ranger. Uh, one of the train parts of Lone Ranger is hiding a great joke, like that. Which is, it's like you see it if you see the movie, but I feel like nobody knows. Like the guy who becomes the Lone Ranger, Army Hammer, is like on a train, and like a child drops their doll, and he's like, "Oh, let me give that to yes. you." Yes, and he tries to hand them the doll, but it whips out the window instead because of the air pressure, and then the, it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he tries to toss it to her. <laughs> right, he goes catch. Oh and yeah, it just yeah. flies oh, out yeah. the window, <laughs> like right out. Yeah, that part was really funny. Yeah. And but yeah, the middle part of the Lone Ranger kind of drags. Yeah. We got through maybe an hour and a half, maybe 2 hours and then we just couldn't get through the See, rest. it gets like that last half hour gets there's another train. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. That's really fantastic. And we didn't finish it, but we assumed this was the plot, which is Tom Wilkinson hired William Fitchner to pretend to be Native American so he could build the railroad. Uh-oh. I assume that's what the... Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, also, it has an amazing cast. They've picked a lot of good actors. Like, William Fichtner. Fichtner is great. He's just always super spooky. Looking. He also looks kind of like Tom Petty in this movie, which is exciting. He's like an evil Western <laughs> Tom Petty. Like... He does look like Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. Tom but Petty. It, yeah, it's like Western Pirates of the Caribbean, but Bio-Pirate. it doesn't work as well as that first Pirates movie. Or it works about as well as any of the other Pirates movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think they're riding high off of those movies because they were like, yeah, people want like two and a half hours of Lone Ranger. Fuck it. Right. They yeah. have no idea. Yeah, it's definitely too long. It's yeah. de- definitely, like, there's no doubt about that. 
I think it's a similar problem to what we were talking about earlier with Vacation, where people who appreciated the Lone Ranger when it came out are dead or are not going to see this movie because right. it's yeah. such an old, such old IP. And young people are like, who cares about trains? <laughs> old IP? Old IP. Yeah, intellectual was... property. <laughs> it's hard because that was also the... Um... Oh. All right. Should we get the... <laughs> Barry um, Pepper's in this movie. I'll see it now. Yeah, I would, I would recommend Pepper. it. I think The Lone Ranger is a good watch. Quentin Tarantino called it one of the best movies that year. Yeah, he did, yeah. He Quentin was. Tarantino probably doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. <laughs> he's made a movie or two in his life, though. He has made at least yeah. two movies. Right? And yeah. some of them have been good. So I'd say, well, I'd say most of them. The Lone Ranger, to me, seems like one of those movies where the, it got a couple bad reviews that were just so, like Pixels. I've never seen Pixels, but based on that one review that came out right when reviews for that movie started coming out, the one where the guy's super fucking angry for the like YouTube video, ten minutes, yeah. Right. yeah. Because of that review, I assume Pixels is just the worst movie ever. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of happened with The Lone Ranger, where there were a few early reviews that were just like, "Oh, this is the worst fucking thing you're gonna see all year." That a lot of people went in like, "Okay, let's just look for the bad parts." What I heard, I heard about the movie. I heard it's two and a half hours long, and there's a bookended sequence with Johnny Depp as a really old version of tonto when it's kind of insensitive and i go oh, i don't got time the entire this. like yeah it's a little painful to watch like play tonto. well yeah i think that that had something to do with it too that they had johnny depp play yeah. and then they have tonto. a scene like i know why but they had a scene with a bunch of actual native americans and it's like well use one of them like yeah you, yeah you have access right. to native americans <laughs> i know it's yeah. like he's a big name and everything but i think people also pirates have made people forget that johnny depp isn't like a leading actor that much like he's I, I love him as an actor but he's never really been in big blockbuster films until pirates and then they're like okay let's yeah. just keep putting him in stuff and that's not really what he's best at yeah i thought he was good as the character yeah like, he was I, thought, I mean he was very entertaining yeah I think he and army hammer both are really good in this yeah. movie they're fun to watch yeah it's just kind of a flawed movie, but it's not as terrible as people made it out to be. It could probably be fixed with a fan edit. Like, I feel like yeah. a lot of the problems are post-production. Because there was a point where, like, when they're in the barn and it's on fire and stuff, that was when it started dragging on where it's like, it just felt like a series of scenes that didn't make any yeah. connection to each other. And, like, it could just be really tightened up. Someone out there fixed the Lone Ranger for yeah. us. Because <laughs> we're just, not going to. Uh, yeah, we're definitely, definitely not going to um, do it. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get paid for it. Yeah. So. Someone out there, you could do it for free. We've covered how I don't do anything unless I get paid. Yes, we have. <laughs> we have certainly. That's how I live my life. Let's talk about a movie we've all seen. I think, Alex, have you seen Zack and Mary make a porno? Yeah, yeah. Amen. We've all seen it, right? Yeah. It's a good movie. Good yeah, movie, I really right? I like it. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, so. Yeah, I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Not a huge. I'm I'm a I, Jay and Silent Bob fan. Right. I love those movies. I like a lot. what he's trying to do more than I like his movies. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I, I like his sensibility a lot. I like the movies he's trying to make. But Brett, you saw always Brooklyn a... guys. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I did like Brooklyn. Me too. It was great. I, I didn't seen. see that. Oh yeah. Oh wait, wait. Did you say he used to live in Brooklyn? I thought you yeah, said he only, used to live I in Brooklyn. I didn't hear anything you said other than the word Brooklyn, so I was just going to make it about, you know, Saoirse Ronan. Will she, won't she? <laughs> <laughs> What's she going to do? Who's she going to pick? <laughs> Which guy? 
So Zach and Mary make a porno. <laughs> this is a movie. This flopped. Like, I this think did not do well at the box it didn't, office. Yeah, yeah. and okay. I don't think it got great reviews either. Right. I think the reason why is everybody thought it was like a Judd Apatow type film. It yeah, was, yeah. It, it was marketed that way, but Kevin Smith is an entirely different sense yeah. of humor, and so I think it just people did not expect what they got, even though it's a great film. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. It's better if you can find the unrated version mm-hmm. because I think you mentioned it should have been rated R, which is definitely it wasn't. I, I don't think it, think it was. I think it, it must was. have been. I thought it I was. Think that, for I sure. think there's like a uh, yeah. There must just be like an even NC-17 worse version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a sweet movie. Like it, like you wouldn't expect that from the title, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But it's just like there it's... are sensual pornos. <laughs> can we get a couple, right. Can you list a couple? Please, uh, I don't know, man. They don't got titles on the internet. <laughs> search the word sensual, dude. You just, just search that. You just Google you sensual porn. Yeah, Pornhub has a whole section, just sensual. <laughs> this is fascinating information. <laughs> <laughs> it's our first sound effect of the entire That's show. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Zach and Mary make a point. I feel like there was a lot of Seth Rogen backlash happening. Yeah, I think it was around the, the time yeah. this came out too. Like he had like four movies in one year or something. Well, that, I feel like that's kind of what sank because Lone Ranger. I feel like there was not just the white guy is playing an American backlash, but also the ongoing Johnny Depp backlash at mm-hmm. the same time of like, oh, yeah. Johnny Depp's leading the movie. It's probably going to be a bunch of nonsense. I shouldn't see it. So like that combination with anything being wrong with the movie got it. And like, yeah, Zach and Mary, I. I think he was almost trying to do kind of a Apatow thing, but his own way. But just no one was on board for like another movie with all the Apatow people in it. Yeah, I thought didn't this come out around the same time as did Funny People come out around the same did time? That or Knocked Up? Because um, I thought Funny People early. was amazing too. Yeah, same here. Half of it's great. Yeah, I just, I don't know which half. Probably the first half. Yes, they could have made two. Movies first half, of it. yeah, yeah. Funny <laughs> People, two thousand. <laughs> Well, also when in I saw space. when I saw, it, especially in the first half, I was like, "Why did he make this as a whole movie for the country? Like, this is about being a comedian in Los Angeles. Like, I I, yeah. I like it, yeah. but like, I'm amazed this exists. Great, yeah, like, yeah." <laughs> and then just watching Adam Sandler basically play Adam Sandler, like yeah, like yeah play Adam like Sandler. a really sad, damaged version of Adam yeah, Sandler. It made me like him, and then immediately hate him. He just kept doing crap. Pixels. Like, Pixels, speaking, I have to bring this up, Ridiculous 6, I watched it. Has anybody watched it? No, no. I was going to when no. I took acid a couple the weeks ago. It has, Most watched movie on Netflix. It has three jokes, and they're good. They're good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is like, there's parts where they literally like just actors having a conversation. It's like Rob Schneider and, and Adam Sandler, and they're just having a conversation. And then the writer must have been like, Oh right, it's a comedy, and they end at the end. The, the donkey shits a lot, and then that's how they do it. It's like oh, it's a donkey. So it's like Tarantino esque yeah. with donkey shit. Oh yeah. So just conversations between people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I would have loved to see Tarantino direct this, or um, you'd love to see Ridiculous Six in seventy millimeter. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. how it deserved to be seen. <laughs> no, there's one really good gag where it's um, they run, and it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. They run into, I think, John Totoro playing the inventor of baseball and teaching people how to play baseball. 
And as he's teaching them, he's changing the rules so he could win. So he's like, okay, you get you get two strikes, and then and then you're out, and then he misses two. He's like, well, let's do it three, and then they do it again. He's like, no, that wasn't a strike. That's on you. That's on the pitcher. It has to be in this specific area, and then it just keeps going to that where it's like he doesn't feel like getting a ball, and he's like, okay, you just run all the bases. It's fine. Let's run home. And it's a really good bit in a terrible movie. Nice. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like a great sketch. Yeah. And then just a horrible movie. YouTube it. it. Yeah. 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 Speaking of great sketches in terrible movies, movie 43. Uh, I can't mm. sell anyone on this. Mm. I refused. I can't. Oh, it's so funny. There's a scene where I, I still stand behind the blind date where Hugh Jackman has balls on his chin. Uh, no. <laughs> and Kate Winslet shows up for a blind date because he like in the beginning he's on a magazine cover as the most eligible bachelor and he's got a scarf on and then he shows up at dinner and takes a scarf off and he's like everyone but her is completely oblivious to the fact that he has a full scrotum yeah. hanging from his chin but like why, why and at one point he talks about being made fun of as a kid she goes why and he goes uh, well you know from my neck and she goes, oh, thank God. Okay. I wondered if you were going to say anything about it. And he holds the balls up and points to a scar and goes, yeah, I had a tracheotomy. It's just a little scar. <laughs> and like just drops the balls back down. Oh, God. Like, ignoring the balls. <laughs> Damn it, Alex. Yeah. I don't know. I saw the, the trailer and the ads. It, just, <laughs> it seemed like one of those like epic movie, disaster movie. And I just, I refuse with those. I have. I don't have many principles in life, but one it's of them like, is I will not see any of those movies. It's like those, but like I feel like those really hinge on pop culture references that are already dated. And like this is just straight up sketch premises that are like evergreen sketch premises. And really funny. And the one the one you picked out with the homeschooling is is fine. We have Schreiber and Naomi Watts. Yeah, Naomi, Naomi Watts. Are parents who homeschool their kid who is on uh he play he's on Shameless. I can't think of his name. Oh Shame, yeah, he's, the, he's son. the yeah the kid in college on Shameless. But uh they are homeschooling their kid and they're explaining to these people how high school should be like one of the worst times of your life and they want to give him a really authentic experience. And then it cuts to all these scenes of like Liev Schreiber bullying him in the shower about his weird pubes. And Naomi Watts knocking books out of his hands and going, dropped your books, fuck face. <laughs> she tries to make out with him at one yeah. point to give him his first kiss. They throw a high school party and then are like too cool to let him in. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that does sound wonderful. Yeah, it's really great. And the Terrence Howard scene at the end where he plays a high school basketball coach in the 50s and his team is all black. And they're like, we're really worried, coach. There's all these people out there who think we're not good enough and like his entire speech every point they make they're like well have you seen their fundamentals and he's like they're white you're black we're gonna win it's gonna be <laughs> fine and he just keeps repeating that and they're like so you're saying teamwork will win no we're black it is, it is funny to me that he they start to get inspired for other reasons and he refuses to let that <laughs> yeah. happen yeah that, like he's so set on like why is he so set on convincing them it's... That he's invented that black people are better <laughs> at basketball and they need to believe that. Because it's the 50s. They didn't know. <laughs> I feel like that's what's the... Th like, what this movie was completely dependent on the performances of the actors who clearly didn't want to be involved. 
So like if they gave it all they got, like the Terrence Howard thing, he did really good in that sketch. Yeah. He really sold sold it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean is like, it it seemed dependent on how enthusiastic the actors were about what they were doing. You have to like fully commit to this stuff. And they wrap it all around this weird story about how Dennis Quaid is basically pitching this movie to Greg Kinnear. So each time they break into a new sketch, that's like Dennis Quaid explaining a new scene. And then they come back and Greg Kinnear's just like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Very underrated movie. I think it'll be talked about in a lot of film history classes. (laughs) 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 Like people being like, how how did this happen? Because have you looked into how it happened? It's amazing. Did it's all just... these actors like owe well, uh, one studio something? Basically, like, it's like artists owe record labels, <laughs> uh, songs, or something like that. It was like a couple Lit. days' work for some money, and it was that combined with them just waiting them out. Like Richard Gere, it was his the godfather of his son or something like yeah, that. Like it was stepchild's godparent. Yeah. Is the producer. And so he asked him and then he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And he's just like, just sign to agree. And he did. And then he was in LA there in New York. And he's just like, well, if you bring the production to like LA, then I'll do it. And they're like, fine. And they just brought it right to him. <laughs> Called this bluff. Yeah, exactly. It's a <laughs> lot of them just like spending years being like, so what do you, when do you want to shoot this? We'll do it anytime. We're available. And then the mm-hmm. actors finally being like, fuck. Okay. You fine. know why they worked so hard to get it done? Cause it's a really good movie. It's amazing seeing Kate Winslet, like an Oscar winner play. There's balls on my face. Yeah. Like, that's. Yeah. One of a kind. Yeah. I'm fine with actors doing comedies. Like, Kate Winslet should be in more comedies. Leo DiCaprio should be in. Oh, what are you going to say? You have a problem with balls? She's also, she's really funny on extras. Her extras cameo is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This seems stupid. Like, the premise of all these, I go, oh, I kind of smile a little bit, but I have no desire to watch a six version of this play out. (laughs) The biggest thing it has going against is that every sketch is a single joke. And then it's taken to it's taken as far as they possibly can take it. Yeah, that's like all sketch comedy. Yeah, I guess basically so. like all sketch comedy ever made. It's fine. It's fine. You guys don't have to like it. I don't hate it. I, I, no, you hate it. I think you I hate, hate it. it. You hate me. <laughs> you don't like me. I feel I take this as an attack. I think we covered everything except the purge. But what is there to say about the purge? Anarchy. Besides the fact that it's amazing. <laughs> the purge, anarchy. Everyone seen that? I haven't seen any of the purges and. Yeah, so good. There's I a could, new one, Purge Liberty, I Purge do, something. I think the new Purge is Purge Election really good Day. Too. Yeah, it looks good. The yeah. Purge is uh, has so far been movies that don't look good to me in trailers that surprise the hell out of me because I hate home invasion. I hate it when the people wear fucking masks and they yeah. break in. And the Purge made it a dystopian film, and they made it about class, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sequel, I was just like, okay, that's just a shitty sequel. And I saw it. It was fucking great. It was so much fun. See, I wasn't crazy about the first one just because I hated that they took that kind of premise and then set all the action in one dude's house mm-hmm. when, like, the entire world's outside going nuts and everything happens in Ethan Hawke's house. But it's still not terrible. But the second movie is basically people get stuck outside and can't get in before the purge starts. And it turns into like the fucking Punisher. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. You see all kinds of purging everywhere. All yes, the time. yes, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. 
It's madness. I would have loved to see the first one be more psychological because I like the idea of a bunch of people, maybe friends, who are all in together on the purge and then you realize that they're being kind of passive aggressive and you don't know if someone might actually yeah. kill someone. Like, I liked that aspect of the first one. It's like the neighborhood was all this like rich community. Yeah. You could tell there was something wrong. There's a scene in the second one that kind of has that where they finally, they're, I forget where they're trying to get to like to her sister's house or something. And then there's like the, uh, yeah. like the crazy coworker there. I don't remember who it is. It's a woman. I thought it, I thought it was her coworker's house or something, but it was the yeah group. But of there's friends. like a there's like a couple who's like you can tell like as soon as they get there, you can tell those two are tense as fuck. You're like, what's she gonna do? Yeah, and she does something, and it's such a good movie. Ugh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Go see the Purge Anarchy, and you don't have to have seen the first one no, at all, not at all, to enjoy the second one. But but you should see, see them, them both. Yeah. See them both. And then go see the third one this year. Good. Right, Brett? Yeah. Should we do comments? We yeah. are getting close. You know, it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't matter. Yeah. We want you to know that's not true. Oh. That's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters. Oh. Where we read your stupid fucking comments oh. from the past few shows. <laughs> oh. And respond to them personally. 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 Did we get any voicemails? Well, we got a bunch, but you can also call the voicemail yourself at 505-3-UNPOPS. That is 505-386-7677. Yeah. Um, if you can believe it. Hey, Adam, Brett, I assume resident fuckboy Jeff May. Fuck what? So today's Ash Wednesday for all us dumbass Catholics. And my question is, if you had to give up one thing other than synthetic weed for 40 days, what would it be? Oh, one more thing. Cunt. Thanks, guys. Love the show. That was pretty edgy. I don't know. Yeah, probably this podcast. Yeah. Just quit the podcast for 40. Oof, what a relief. My job. Just quit work. I'll just, all, all my work. That'd be amazing. Yeah, all my work responsibilities yeah. uh, for 40 days. There it is. What's the purpose of Lent yeah. uh, as an atheist Jew? Like, t- I don't know. I'm not a religious person. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's tied to a story of Jesus being in the desert and uh, bereft of things uh, for, for a length of time. But, oh, it uh, makes sense like, now. Suffering. Yeah. But, uh, suffering. but yeah, it's basically... Well, I mean, I, I grew up Catholic, so it's, it was like a lot of eating fish on Fridays and, and that being a, a central part of it. Cause you're supposed yeah, to that's almost the only... Like a lot of Catholics I knew, especially in South Dakota, that was... It as far as them being Catholic, yeah, they, they would eat a filet fish on they, Friday. Yeah, they would eat fish on Fridays during Lent, yeah. and then all the other sins were on the table. <laughs> but, but by God, you do not put a piece of meat in front of them on a Friday during what? Lent. Why? Come on, man, I got kids. <laughs> What's the significance of fish? You're not uh, supposed to eat meat because it's like the flesh of God. So oh. fish is the loophole. Yeah, like, you can yeah. eat. That's why. That's why yeah, Wendy's. Say fish. That's actually why Wendy's doesn't have fish sandwiches all the time. They only have them during Lent. Oh, yeah. And McDonald's runs a deal like, oh, you can get seven of these for a dime. Why yeah, do that? I thought like, it's like they just do that just during Lent. They I thought the fish chuck thing, them at you when you right. walk. In. I thought the fish thing was all year. I didn't know that was a Lent only. I believe it's Lent only. I thought yeah. that's why. Like, if you go most restaurants, even as something as like Shitty as a hometown or... buffet, okay. the specials are usually fish specials on Friday, like clam chowder and stuff. Maybe in some, maybe there are some like Shiite sects of yeah. 
Catholicism, Catholicism where that's the case. But for the most part, it's just during Lent when people do that. I was really hoping yeah. it was like Jesus was like, fuck fish. Like he just hated fish. <laughs> so we, we were honoring So people him. eat fish? Yeah. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> like as soon fish. as he said that, people just started grabbing fish. Yeah. yeah. He is a lot of Christianity, or at least Catholicism, is oddly tied to the fishing industry and carpentry. It's like a lot. It's a very specific <laughs> niche. Like weird. What and like growing up in Illinois, I was I knew that like corn was like like the cor- like grow- corn growers got a subsidy and got like ethanol as a thing. So I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. Jesus was like fish and, and tables. Okay. <laughs> nice. Interesting. Dan Brown should look into that. Yeah, it'd be funny if we find out the Bible is just like all a really elaborate ad. For fish, fish yeah. industries, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> big, big fish wrote the Bible <laughs> as propaganda. <laughs> Fucking big fish, man. Do we have another voicemail, or should we read? We should read comments. Oh, okay. So we're saving some of those voicemails yeah. for next week. These are all from the Martin Shkreli episode, the universally yeah. adored Martin Shkreli yeah. episode. Your Twitter buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he tweeted my article. That was amazing. <laughs> How about that, everybody? I wrote an article about him, and he tweeted it. So I get to hear the Wu-Tang album soon, I believe. Nice. I think that's what that it. means. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you wear a wire and, like, essentially steal it? Bootleg it? Oh, how amazing would that be? That'd be great. If I bootleg... Oh. Be a hero. What if I just beat his ass and take it? Yeah. That's what I should do. Also, like, hero. like, you're wearing a wire and he confesses to a bunch of stuff, but then, like, there's only so much room on the tape, so you're like, do I keep that or the Wu-Tang part? Or, like, I'd keep the I... album. I'd okay, keep the album. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally, totally. Let's see. Comments. A pink wink says, ready, Brett? Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm just going to give you one. Oh. oh that's, fair. that's fair. Yeah. Oh. Brett the banker. It's a blanket ding. Yeah, I mean, it feels like got a voicemail or someone wanted me to do it. Now people with their text comments want me to do it. Someone with the uh, username user and then a bunch of numbers says, uh, Brett with the system of a down reference for shame, sir. Yeah. You did. I remember. It went mostly unnoticed, but it was. you did make a toxicity, <laughs> toxicity <laughs> reference. Toxicity. Yeah. That was uncalled for. That was great. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Well, a second time. We did it just now. Well, yeah. Nazibu Ali says Annie Letterman has the best voice of Podcast City. Yeah, oh. probably. She's got a good voice. Good voice. Raspy. Raspy. That's awkward. Just end on raspy. I thought Brett preferred hologram American. What the fuck's that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? High endurance. Get back to us next week about it. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, we have some suggestions for... Oh, our, if you, neither of you listened to it last week, we talked about who should play Martin Shkreli right, right. in a movie. We got some suggestions. Jesse Eisenberg. I would say the guy who played Pete Campbell in Mad Men. Ooh, yeah. Yes. He's done interviews about how he grew up like with people telling him he just had a punchable face. Like That was just the one thing he knew about himself growing up. So he was just like, I, I have to go into being an asshole in a movie or TV show. That's a great I idea. Nailed it. What about the uh, guy who plays Kilgrave and Jessica Jones? Isn't he oh, Dr. David Tennant? Too? Yeah, oh, yeah. that would be pretty good. He's a good, good actor. Get a... He's too British, but he's like tall and lanky. Well, he? he doesn't have to be British. People that. have talent. They can yeah. talk. And... I don't, I don't, Remember I've we had, never seen we any... had Nick Dixon try to talk in a... I've never seen any American movies. accent. Yeah, I think he said y'all. It was yeah, awful. The few, yeah, the few British really bad at it. 
the few British people I've known who like like just tried to do an American accent. It's like it's like an alien trying to be a Texan. Like it's a weird <laughs> like Yeah, they either do Texas or they do like Valley Girl. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or New too. York. So yes. sometimes. Yes. So what's the uh Texas, New York and Valley Girl of England? Because I'm sure that's what we do. Yeah, when we try to do British it's accents, probably, it's, it's like me, the, Cockney the Queen accent. of England. <laughs> right, it's like Cockney, incredibly rich person, and, and Scottish Ring, person, and Ringo Starr, and Ringo. yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, and, yeah, and any band. Do we have any more comments, or should we just get the fuck out of here? Let's just get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah, yeah. Except someone says uh, heaps of hate in the comments, but I was really happy to hear Annie Letterman and Chet Wild back on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. That was Burr eighty nine, and I agree. Annie Letterman's great. Yeah, Chet Wild too. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I loved how upset he was about yeah. about how Martin Shkreli's still on Tinder. Yeah, Chet Wild melting down over Martin Shkreli being on Tinder was one of the funniest moments we've had on this podcast. <laughs> Did you know he probably has um, Tinder started doing verified accounts like Twitter? Because celebrities are trying to use Tinder, but if you see like Hillary Duff on Tinder, you're like, no, that's no way. That's actually Hillary Duff. Although, why would they pick Hillary Duff? But it's really Hillary Duff. Why would they have like a verified check mark now? Yeah, for being an actual celebrity and not just like some sex criminal with a with a picture (laughs) up there. You know, that's my username. Some sex criminal. (laughs) Is that weird? No, I wasn't taken. So yeah. yeah. All right, should we get the fuck out of here? Yep. All right, Alex, do you have anything to plug? Find me on uh, Twitter, Alex Schmitty, and on uh, crack.com pretty frequently. David Bell. I'm also on Twitter with uh, Movie Hooligan. And yeah, Cracked. Just keep reading Cracked, and you'll see my name. Uh, me and Alex, I think, are going to be in Kansas City. Are you yeah. in Kansas City show? I'd love to. Yeah, April uh, 7th. Yeah. Paying me to come? I believe. <laughs> yeah, April 7th, yeah. April 7th at Mac. What is it called? Davies Uptown Ramblers Club. Yeah. In Kansas City. Amazing venue. We had such a good time last time. Unrelated, uh, I'm going to be at the Downtown Ramblers Club. <laughs> <laughs> Please come see my oboe performance. <laughs> Solo oboe. And uh, so far, I know it's going to be me and Alex Schmidt. I think Vanessa Gritton. Probably Kevin Amend. Glenn Bolton, maybe. If he's in town, that guy's funny. He's a comic in Kansas City. I'm just going to start naming off all the comics I know in Kansas City. Ready? I already did. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know anymore. And uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Adam Todd Brown, Todd with one D. Follow Unpopular Opinion at Unpops to keep updated on things and read me on Cracked. Okay, say goodbye, Alex. Bye. Say goodbye, Brett. Goodbye. Say goodbye, David Bell. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. I like you. You know. <laughs> Hasn't been long. Like object to <laughs> 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 <laughs>